When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is ESPN Radio. It is ESPN Radio here, presented by Progressive Insurance. The Morning Show. I'm Matt Jones. Along with me is Myron Metcalf. We normally host Sunday mornings here on ESPN, but for a week, they move us up to the big chair, and we are here. Glad to have you with you after a big weekend of NFL preseason football. Myron, you and I started five years on ESPN. We've been waiting for the day that they would actually ask us to be on this show. We didn't think it would come, and today it's here, and I'm very glad to see you, even though I don't know how people get up this time of morning. All the people that have hosted yeah. the show, you guys, I don't know how you do this because I feel like I should still be in bed. Yeah, man. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I'm, I'm really grateful for this opportunity, but I really tried to go to bed at a decent time, how do you do and it, it just it got this worse. Time? That's exactly right. I actually have a question. You know, you know they said open up to phones. I got one. 888-SAY-ESPN. For you people that are out there that are up every day like this, yeah. how do you do it? I'm being dead serious. Like, not just how – like, a lot of you are up because you're up getting ready for your jobs. But for you folks that yeah. are at work or about to right get now. to work at 6 a.m., how do you do it? Myron, it's 5 a.m. where he is. There are people who've yeah. done this show over the years on the West Coast where it's 3 a.m., this is for the birds, Myron. I have no idea how people do this. I, I told myself, Matt, I was going to go to bed at 9 o'clock. Like, I was set to go to bed at 9 p.m., get five, six hours of sleep. But the more I thought about it, it just got worse. I couldn't fall asleep. That's exactly right. You know what I You're mean? Like, now like, I got to go to sleep. I have to go to sleep because I'm going to be on the air, and then you yeah. can't. And then I woke up. I had a dream that it was 7.15 in the morning. I turned my phone on. You were screaming at me and saying, I've had to do an hour and 15 minutes by myself. And for people who don't know, I always like to pull the curtains back. Because if you're like me, yeah. you've been watching ESPN or listening uh, since, you know, since you were a kid. So there, I'm actually set up. This is my house. That's my uh, picture of Abraham Lincoln and baby Billy behind me. And these are yeah. my books. And they sent this camera thing to put in my house. I don't know about you, Myron. I don't know how to work these things. <laughs> Yesterday, I was like, oh, I'll be able to set this up. And I couldn't get any plug-in to work. I had to call someone to help me. I was up until midnight trying to get it to work. It's hard having a TV studio in your living room when normally you're just used to having, like, Diet Coke cups. Yeah, man. I mean, I've done a bunch of these, you know, remote hits, but it's still a, a hassle. I actually turned on the wrong TVU phone. Like, I've been at ESPN long enough where I have, like, a couple of them. I have, like, yeah. the old school oh, he's, one. He's got all kinds so, of phones. So, this is a big so, star. He's got, like, five no, phones. He's like DeMarcus no, Cousins. No, so I couldn't connect. I couldn't connect. And I was like, what's going on? Turned out to be the wrong phone. So that would have been a problem if I didn't fix it. You that. also, for people who don't know, and see, members, for those listening on ESPN Radio, this show also simulcasts on ESPN2. Myron let it drop just seconds before this show started that he had a makeup consultation to get ready for yeah. this? You brought a makeup person yeah. to your house to get ready for this show? No, I went to a consultation. First off, let me just tell you, the makeup people say I've got great skin. 
No, I don't know if they say that to everybody. <laughs> they, did, they say that to everybody. They don't look well, at somebody and go, you have bad skin. That's not, then you're not going to use them for their consultation. All I'm telling you is word on the street in the makeup community is that I've got great skin. But I was told to use a little bit of this foundation, a little yeah. concealer, not too much. You know, you got to get like matched and everything. It's, it's a whole thing, man. But I, I feel beautiful. Honestly, well, man, I have no honest, makeup you know. on. So if you're watching at okay. home, if you look at your screen, when they put us both on the screen, one person has on makeup and the <laughs> other one doesn't. One more thing. <laughs> so, like, I've never done the radio show on television. So we realized on Friday, if you're watching on television, I have a headset with a microphone. And I probably <laughs> look like it's 1986. <laughs> so if you're watching on TV, Myron looks normal. He's just sitting there like if you were watching, you know, uh, Stephen A. Smith from home or something, yeah. and I have a big microphone in my face and a headset. It, I didn't really realize that maybe I should have yeah. tried to be a little more modern for this show. Whenever I travel, Matt, like the truckers will wear those things into the gas station. Have you seen that? Like the truckers will keep the yeah. headset on. Like they stay in character no matter where they go. It kind of looks like that a little bit, but it's cool. Well, 888-SAY-ESPN, if you end up, if this is your time of day, when you get up and you're on your way to work right now, if you will give us tips, because Myron and I are doing this most of the week, how do you get used to this schedule? I would really appreciate it. Now, when you... Uh, in July and August, Myron and I are the kings of July and August radio. What that means is the regular hosts on ESPN, they all take this time of year off. This is their vacation. That's when they call Myron and I. And we are the kings of July and August. And most people complain, you know what? There's nothing to talk about in July and August. I've never known it any other way because this is just when I do shows. But this weekend was the start of NFL preseason. I Myron hate NFL preseason I always okay. turn it on it feels like you're watching local broadcast I watched the the Patriots they were sending it to Bob's furniture studio for for updates and I can't really ever get much out of it but we're on for four hours so we have to get something out of it today what did you make of the preseason games this weekend I mean I participated in the overreaction you know I think that's what it's about right you're exaggerating. Nothing's going to stick. You, you know, it doesn't mean anything going forward. But I think you look at the rookie quarterbacks and scrutinize them a little bit. C.J. Stroud had a tough outing in, in his all debut. All four of them did. Really, all four yeah. of them struggled in some way. Which, you know, I always say, like, you know, remember, 1998, Peyton Manning threw 15 interceptions. Yeah. I mean, 28 interceptions, I'm sorry. And that's 15th worst all-time in NFL history. He turned out to be okay. So we can't judge rookies in general. But I think, you know – C.J. Stroud, there were some challenges there. I don't know why people are saying he's not going to be the starter. Of course he'll be the starter over Davis Mills. I think Will Levis is in the best spot to probably find a way to start. He's behind Malik Willis. I think we'll see Will Levis as a starter at some point this season. Anthony Richardson had some, you know, good moments. He had some moments where he looked like the dude who wasn't that good in college. And I think the biggest takeaway for me, Matt, was that Bryce Young looked really small on an NFL field. He really does, as much doesn't as people, he? Like in a way that he yeah. didn't in college. In college, he in college he didn't look to me no. as sort of out of place small. It doesn't mean he won't succeed, but as sort of out of place small as he did against just massive dudes in the NFL. Yeah, and Panthers fans don't want to talk about that. Like they, they want to tell you all of the upside, the skill set. But for me, it's like, how can we ignore the fact that a five ten quarterback is playing in today's NFL? 
which has never been bigger, faster, stronger than it is now. And you see he got hit, I think, three quarterback hits, a sack. I think that's going to be his big adjustment because who are the small quarterbacks excelling right now? Kyler Murray's playing for his job. Russell Wilson has had one of the worst years. Yeah, Well, Kyler Murray's about about the same size, but he's more mobile, more athletic. Russell Wilson has had one of the worst years of his career. It's a tough time for small quarterbacks, and I think Bryce Young's going to have a big adjustment at this level. Yeah, so I watched all four of them at least a little bit. It's really the only thing that I want to do in in week one of the preseason. So we start with C.J. Stroud. He he only threw four passes, but in part because he looked a little lost at times, to be honest. Then Will Levis had some really good moments, but they gave him the ball at the end of the game with a chance to drive down the field and score a touchdown, and he throws an interception, a pretty bad interception. Anthony Richardson had a couple plays that made you say, wow, this dude's a great athlete. He also had some amazingly poor decisions. And then Bryce Young gets beat up. Not so much him, but like you said, the offensive line and the hits. And I think you see you see what I think we knew in the start of the class, which is there are four guys that have a lot of potential. These are four guys that have a chance to be successful, but not one of them is the kind of slam dunk a Joe Burrow was a few years ago. So I think all yeah. of these teams are taking took a risk. They're taking a risk, and I think all four of them have a long way to go. And for me, week one just sort of confirmed what I already thought you know, going into the draft. Yeah, it, this is definitely one of those classes where, you know, somebody's going to get promoted. Somebody's going to get a job out of this because they picked the right guy. I don't know if that's Levis, Stroud, Bryce Young or Anthony Richardson, but then somebody's going to get fired too. You yeah, know, two of them somebody are going to be a bust. The wrong decision. Two yes. of them are going to be a bust. Yes. One of them's probably going to be great, and one of them will be pretty good. If hit, you look at Who history, that's what's going to happen. So it, let's Name say it. I'm right. Let's say you get a great one, a decent one, bust. Here's the one I'm confident about. Anthony Richardson's going to be a bust. I'm sorry, Indianapolis. Yeah, yeah. That's just how it's going to be. There has not, there is no time that I can think of in NFL history where a quarterback was not good in college and became really good in the NFL. Find me one. They, they, it just not. doesn't happen. Anthony Richardson's the bust. I think Bry, uh, Bryce Young is the one to me, as, as small as he is, that I think has the best chance to be really good. He wanted a high level. I know he's small, but he's got a good arm. He can move around. I'm saying Young. I think then the question is, is Levis or Stroud the good one? And is the other one the bust? I'm going to say Levis because I'm a Kentucky guy. I, you know, I follow Kentucky. I've been a Kentucky fan all my life. I think he's better than people think, and I'm going to put Stroud in the, in the bust. So I'm going to go Bryce Young's the great one. Levis is the good one. Stroud and Richardson the bust. What about you? I respect that. I mean, I think a lot of people probably have that. I'm with you. I think Anthony Richardson has the best chance to be a bust. Colts fans don't want to hear that. I think physically – you see him out there, Matt, and it's like they let him play quarterback because he looks like a linebacker. Like he has all these physical gifts, but there just isn't a strong history of a guy going from college to the NFL and suddenly becoming a more efficient passer. People will bring up Josh Allen whenever you say that. It's like but Josh it, Allen okay? was good. I watched Josh <laughs> Allen's games. He was Josh Allen had some bad decisions, but at his best yeah. was very good. I haven't seen the the the, the th- same from Anthony Richardson. No. Matt is in Atlantic City. He's going to tell us, Myron, how to stay awake at this okay. time of day. Matt, what do you got? Yeah, good morning, Myron. Good morning, Matt. I'm actually driving in right doing? now to work listening to you guys, and it's great. Um, I work in the casino business, so it's a 24-hour operation. I work days. I get done at 3 p.m., so I'm usually up around 5 a.m. I know you guys are probably up earlier getting on the radio at 6 I would say right when you wake up, don't eat right away. Your body's already in a fasted state. 
Do black mm. coffee. I know it sounds bland, but black coffee is going to get you up, get you going. I wouldn't eat your first meal until around 9 a.m. Mm. I think you guys are going to be wow. fantastic. Uh, it's great what, to hear what you guys. Day, by the way, what, day do you, what time do you go to bed? Like, that's the thing I think he and I yeah, are we're trying to get that. With. What time I do you go, go to, to bed? bed? I go to bed, so it's between 9, it's between 9 and 10. Like, last, okay. like last night, I, I got to bed around 10.45, which was a little bit late for me, but I'm usually around 9 and 10. I wake up at 5, and I'll tell you, your body just feels, you just get acclimated to it, guys, and you, and you just feel great when you wake up. Yeah, I didn't feel great this morning, I will tell you. But yeah. thank you very much, Matt, thank in Atlantic you. City. That's a good tip. Hopefully I yeah. will feel better tomorrow. But what will make me feel good in part is this special read from my man, Myron Metcalf. Yes, the read that I'm pulling up right now. No, go ahead. Football Anytime you're season. ready. Yes. I got slower internet here in Minnesota. Football season is about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get a bonus bet every time. You can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. <laughs> stop. Keep going. You got this. I know it. So visit. Stop, man. Let me do this. This is business. So visit FanDuel.com slash play and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. <laughs> that's, that's FanDuel.com slash play. Disclaimer. Must play income. Oh, no, no. That's not me. <laughs> Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hope is here. GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts. Call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York. 21 plus and present in select states. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max bonus $50 unless specified otherwise. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com. RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This is ESPN Radio. It is ESPN Mornings here on ESPN Radio. 
I'm Matt Jones. He's Myron Metcalf. We are filling in. It's July and August. It's our time. We host every show because other people are on vacation. We're glad to be here with you this morning. So for folks that have never listened to us, we're usually on Sunday mornings uh, 10 to 1 before NFL games. I have a text. I call it the text machine. It's really just a way for people yeah. to text in. That number is 772-774-5254. So if you want to send me a message, I'm there. I'm going to read you one I got during the break. I love okay. the contrast on television between you and Meyer. You have 200 books behind you. <laughs> Myron has two books and two unmatched shoes. And that's exactly right. You can see behind me is what it looks like if you read. Behind Myron are two shoes and two uh, and two shoes and two books. The shoes are not the same pair of shoes, and the books yeah. are just two random books. Myron, it is just a contrast. I think it's fair to say. It's a contrast. I mean, you know, I've been a collector for for years. You know, of shoes. What? So books? I just wanted and those to. Those are your two. You've got no, no, no the, You know, I want to show off my shoe collection a little bit. This is just a. This is a hint of of what I have. Oh, it's hint. not the it's full hint. repertoire at all. Yeah. So I really yeah, like that. Just... Myron's got a book that's just called football. Yeah, he has a book for people hey. who don't know. Myron has a book that's just no. called football. He it's also not has a book football. that just says college. Those are the two no. books he has. Football <laughs> Don't do that to my boy. College. <laughs> that is football is a numbers game by my boy Matthew College. Just drop. It's a great book. Everybody should get it. Now, as far as with me with books, again, I, I, people may like, I, I just want to tell you what it's like behind the scenes. So if you're watching on TV, they told me when I got here this morning, my chair was too low to the ground. And I, don't, I can't adjust it. It's just a wooden chair. So I'm sitting on four copies of the book that I wrote so that I can what? be taller on the frame. So for people who are watching on television, I'm sitting on books. It's not the most comfortable thing in the world, but yeah. it allows me to be eye-to-eye with Myron Metcalf. That doesn't make sense to me. You're 6'4". Like, how did they? They told like, me I wasn't tall enough. I had to, <laughs> I had, I had to make myself taller. And here I am. Somehow I Myron, go... who is like five foot three, is plenty. Hey man, that. don't do that, man. He is don't five say, foot three. Nothing wrong with five foot three people, but I'm I'm five ten. Uh, Wendy Certified. is in California to tell us how to get up in the morning because again, this is okay. not my normal time of day. But Wendy, am I correct? It's three twenty in the morning where you are. How in the world are you up, or are you just getting in for the night? Yeah, my getting in for the night at that time is long over. Um, I get up every morning at two o'clock, and actually two o eight, and I'm actually out riding my bike. Yep. Why would you wow. get out just out of curiosity? Why would you get up at two o eight? Well, that's one of the things I would say to you guys. Well, first of all, if you're only going to do it for a week, you're going to have a hard time getting used to it in a week. But don't set your alarm for like three a.m. or four a.m. Set it for like four o two or four o four. Oh wow! Just I think in your head. In your head, see, then you're not getting up at 3 or 4. You're getting up after at that. At 3.02. <laughs> but I want to go okay. back to yeah. your life for a second, Wendy. 2.08 yeah. is without question the strangest time in my entire life I've heard of people yeah. getting up. Because it's not even really morning yet. Why are you getting up at 2.08? Yeah. Well, when I, before I retired, I retired at the end of March of this year. And before I retired, uh, my office was in Los Angeles. So... You know anything mm. about the traffic out here? Um, I would get up at that time so I could get a workout in and then uh, drive up to L.A. and get to my office by four fifteen in the morning four. to beat some of that traffic. Four so basically, Myron. 
Yeah, Wendy is telling us how lazy we are. Like she said, she was up at 2.08, working out, got into the office in L.A. by 5, and here we are complaining about doing this for a couple of days. So I remember, I remember years ago I heard that NASCAR driver Wendy, his name was Mark Martin, and I read a story about him that he got up every morning at 3.30, and I thought, that's the oddest thing I've ever heard. But, Wendy, 208 may be yeah. the oddest, but I appreciate that because if you can do it, Wendy, we certainly can get up at 430 this week. That's right. You guys have this, and it's great to hear you guys in the morning. Thank you Thank very you. much. All right. Well, I Zach appreciate Bye. that boost of confidence. I can't believe 208. Zach Bye is the host of 104.3 The Fan in Denver. That show is called Game Day. And he talked about the Denver Broncos. Russell Wilson didn't look great in the preseason or at least in some of the camps, which makes people wonder if he's going to play better. And Zach talked about what would happen for Russell Wilson to have to get benched. Uh, as bad as it was a year ago. I mean, if Sean Payton was the coach of the Denver Broncos last season, there's no way he would continue to roll Russell Wilson out there. I mean, Russell was so bad, guys. The Broncos were a five-win team, but we got to remember Russell Wilson missed some time down the stretch. Uh, So he actually only won four games as the Broncos starter. He could not find the end zone. He finished the season with 16 total touchdown passes. That was down from 25 the previous year, which was down from 40 the year before that. So he's gone from 40 touchdown passes just two seasons ago to 16. But it wasn't just that. It was a league-high 55 sacks. 55 sacks. So you say, okay, you bench Russell Wilson, but then you have to play Jared Stidham, who went 5 for 15 in the preseason. If you're Sean Payton, Myron, what would you do? Well, if you're Sean Payton, you might have a problem. But I think this is where you got to look at the numbers. Like, we can't just say this sort of in sports media and say they would bench Russell. It's just not going to happen. Had they got rid of Russell this season, let's say they decided they wanted to move on. It would have been a $107 million dead cap. So $107 million against the salary cap. If they decide to get rid of him after this season going into next year, Matt, it's an $85 million dead cap. Like these numbers mean he's going to be the quarterback at least for the next couple years. Now, beyond that, we'll see what happens. But he's not tradable with that contract. The Broncos are stuck with him. So it's more likely that Sean Payton will just overhaul everything around Russell Wilson then he'll just try to get rid of Russell Wilson. The numbers just don't allow a scenario unless he just can't play the position to move on from him. But he had, he has to have seen something in him, right? I mean, he could have – Sean Payton presumably could have taken five jobs in the league. He chose sure. this one. And so knowing that – I mean, I have assumed he'd take a job where he could pick the quarterback or where he would get a young one. But he took – this one. So he has to believe in Russell Wilson to mm. some extent, doesn't he? I think he also believed in the Walton family giving him $18 million a year. I mean, I okay. think there was a lot well, of belief in that too. Um, but I mean, I think he's playing Russell Wilson in the preseason because he's not sure about what he has yet. And I think he also believed that you're a big reader because you have a book called Football in the back. It's not. That it's you called can read. Football is a numbers game by my boy Matthew Collard. Don't Don't do that to him, man. I'm sure that Matthew Collins, I'm sure it's a great book. How many times you read it, Myron? He just dropped it. So I haven't okay, read it well, yet. Good. Oh, you're giving him a shout out. That's very nice. Well, we're going to give a, a shout a out books, to, to the Kansas City Chiefs. We will <laughs> go two a days. 
two Kansas. I know you read, maybe. Two a days with Kansas City right here on ESPN Radio. <laughs> we all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is ESPN Radio. Hey, let's go do our job, man. NFL Nation Two-A-Days. Time is here! On ESPN Radio. The Kansas City Chiefs. Blue 58! Go! This is Adam Teicher with the Chiefs. The Chiefs are hopeful that Kadarius Tony can establish himself as a top wide receiver. The Chiefs have a largely inexperienced group of wideouts, and their best chance for a big season among the bunch comes from Tony. He showed his potential after joining the Chiefs last season. He scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl and set up another with a long punt return. But he's never had expectations like the Chiefs will have for him this season. The Chiefs need a big season from Tony after losing top-flight receivers like Tyreek Hill and Juju Smith-Schuster in recent seasons. Countdown to kickoff with NFL Nation Two-A-Days on ESPN Radio. It is mornings here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. The Kansas City Chiefs took the field this weekend, not with Matt Jones and Meyer Metcalf, but we're here with you this morning, and they put Patrick Mahomes on the field, which surprised a lot of people. To be honest with you, it surprised me. I think it really surprised Myron. And Tim Hasselback, ESPN's NFL analyst, was on Sunday morning, and he answered why Mahomes is playing in the preseason. You're a Kansas City fan. You're saying, like, why would we do this? Why This doesn't make any sense. I would just say, do you trust Andy Reid? I think most people, probably every Kansas City Chiefs fan would say, yeah, I trust Andy Reid. I think that's the posture you have to take on Patrick Mahomes playing in the preseason. You know, Andy Reid, for as much as he's considered, you know, a player's coach and he kind of creates a very relaxed atmosphere, he's one of the few coaches for a long period of time when other coaches weren't doing would tackle to the ground in training camp and would have live goal line periods during training camp. I think he just truly believes that it is important to have the full speed live reps. Now, Myron, that was the sort of normal philosophy in the NFL for a long time. I mean, guys played in the preseason. It was the regular thing. I think it started changing a few years back, maybe when Lamar got hurt in the preseason and you didn't see it as much. Now it's actually rare for a guy like Mahomes to play. Do you think it was a good decision to put him out there? No, um, but I also don't know if it was Andy Reid's decision. I mean, you watch that NFL, that quarterback show on Netflix, and it feels like Patrick Mahomes kind of does what he wants, right? So I-, I can see him just sort of insisting that he was going to play a series and Andy Reid being like, okay, whatever. But it looked dangerous, man. Like, I don't know why you would take that risk. Put yourself in that situation. I'm sure every Kansas City fan was kind of holding their breath 
hoping he didn't get hurt. I mean, we just watched Joe Burrow get hurt in training camp and nobody touched him. Like, I think this is the period where you're saying if you have a star quarterback, let's just get to week one. There's nothing that they have to prove right now. So it's risky. And I don't know if it helped anybody for Mahomes to play that one series yesterday. But isn't that, I mean, the Burrow thing, isn't that partially why you play him? I mean, you can get hurt doing anything, right? I mean, you can get hurt in practice. I bet if you look through history when it comes to the great players, there have probably been worse, more, you know, bad injuries in practice than in the preseason. On some level, I get it. Now, I mean, if he's out there all three games or if he was playing three or four quarters, but there is a sense, I would think, Myron, that if you were, like, trying to – I don't know. If you were trying to get yourself ready for the season, it seems to me you would want to do something in real-time action before you did it. Yeah, but I think, you know, you look at how many live reps they get. They have mini camps. Then they have training camp. Then they do a bunch of joint practices with other teams. Like, there are so many opportunities to simulate live action without putting your quarterback in a dangerous spot. So I don't know in this era that you need it when there are so many other opportunities to get the same situations. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. Again, I think Mahomes probably insisted he wanted to get out there for whatever reason, uh, but it just wasn't a smart decision for anybody involved. I have said to you on the Sunday morning show quite a few times that in my opinion, when, when you're looking at the Chiefs, as long as Mahomes is the quarterback, they are a contender for me no matter what because of how good he is. You go back to the Brady years with the Chiefs – or excuse me, with uh, the Patriots. Anytime Brady was the quarterback, I really didn't care who was around him. I felt like they'd be a contender. There were Brady teams that were better, like the ones with Randy Moss, but they were always in it. I feel that way about the Chiefs, and there are people who say, well, this group's not as good as last year's group. For me, it doesn't really matter because if they have him – When they get to the playoffs, they'll be in it. They will either be hosting the AFC Championship or going to Cincinnati or Buffalo. I think that's almost certain. So, for me, there is a sense in which a lot of this is just chatter. If I have Mahomes, I got a shot to win the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, which is why you are so confident going into a year where even though you lose Juju Smith-Schuster, who was your leading receiver last year, you had already overcome losing Tyreek Hill. Ended up winning a Super Bowl. So, uh, they're not intimidated by anything. I will say history's against them. Uh, you haven't had a back-to-back champ in 20 years when New England did it. You think about how great those Patriots teams were, how great some of those Steelers teams were, how great Kansas City has been, and they haven't been able to win back-to-back. So I think history, the the strength in the AFC, they'll be standing in his way. But if you got Mahomes, Sky Moore, Kadarius Toney, uh, you know, Rasheed Rice, kid out of SMU, someone will step up and have a, a major presence on the season. And defensively, if they can get Chris Jones re-signed, they're going to be okay there as well. So rank for me the teams in the AFC. If you're going to rank them, we I think we all agree the top three. Well, actually, well, maybe we don't. I mean, I will give you mine, and then you go for yours. For me, number one will be the Chiefs, two the Bengals, yeah. three the Bills. I'm going to go four the Baltimore Ravens with what they have, and then I'll put the Jets at five and Jacksonville at six. That's kind of my top six. I leave the Chargers out. They're kind of the odd team in the group. If you're giving yours, what's your list? Yeah, I think my list is uh, Kansas City, Buffalo, Miami. I think we're forgetting how good 
uh, Miami was when Tua was healthy. So if you just tell me Tua was healthy, so you're, Miami's there at number three. You're putting Miami over the Bengals, is that right? Healthy, healthy Miami. I, I mean, wow. Burrow, there's still unknowns, right? Uh, but I think I put what else Cincinnati. does Cincinnati have to do? I mean, they went to the AFC. They went to Super Bowl, then the uh, AFC Championship had a, became within a hair of actually making a second Super Bowl. What else do you want from them? I think there are seven teams that can win the AFC. So for me, like we're ranking these teams. It's not like the NFC where it's Philadelphia, the 49ers, and everybody else. I think those seven teams could all have a chance. Cincinnati at number four. Then I think the Jets are behind them. Baltimore right below that. Um, you know, I just think it's a it's a division or a conference where you're going, look how much talent there is. We're not even talking about the Jags the way we should be. Trevor Lawrence yeah. and Jacksonville and what they did, I think they're that 17. And they, came and they very have a close legit to chance to win it, it they, too. They yeah. came very close to winning a second game uh, as well. I asked you how you get up in the mornings because this is not normal for us, Myron and I, yeah. to be awake. Myron is so cranky. They were trying to get him to adjust his camera, and he was moving <laughs> it in the wrong no. direction, and he was like being a diva. Chandler no. in South Carolina <laughs> is going to try to give some kept advice. kept a smidge. Was he he gives some advice to the diva Myron over here. Chandler, nah. what, what, how, how do, you, do you get up this early, and what do you do? Well, um, first off, I hate to break it to him, but it's going to take a little getting used to if he's not just a morning person like I am myself. Um, I've always woken up early, even when I was a little kid, um, but usually just a cup of coffee and a, a Maybe a shower. That helps some people. See, that's it's, a problem. Uh, Myron rarely showers, so that makes yeah, it see, don't tell people much that, more. Man. It's right. much don't more difficult for him for that reason. I just don't believe so. in cold showers, though, Chandler. Right. I don't believe in a cold shower. You know what I mean? No, Why are you no, saying this stuff to people, though, man? It's not true. But Chandler, I thank shower. you very no. much. I, I want to read something I got on the text machine. Remember, Why you tell me about a shower, man? Well, no, I mean, you well, do listen. shower like like twice a week. Myron jumps listen, in the man. shower, and listen. I think he does a really good job with it. Let me tell you something. You, you might be solo next hour. I'm, I'm telling you, man. This, <laughs> seven, if they ask me seven, to move the two. camera one more time and a few more wisecracks, <laughs> it's going to be your show. 772-774-5254. One person writes about, I'm watching on ESPN2, and it's very nice to have you all on this morning. But they go to the wide shot of Myron and show his whole house quite a bit. They don't do it as much with you. Are they scared of the baby Billy picture? Do you know who baby Mm. Billy is, Myron? Uh Uh-uh. No. All right, so you need to see the righteous gemstones. I assume they'll go to the wide shot here, and you'll see it. I put this painting up so that you would have Abraham Lincoln and Baby Billy. They're not showing it a lot, but, Myron, I want okay. people to see it because he is the best character on television. Okay, that that's fair. But so you went to a store, and you were like, hey. No. Hold on a second. You went to a store, and you were like, give me that Abraham Lincoln picture. No, this like, Abraham Lincoln picture says, I hope to have God on my side, but I must have Kentucky, which I think is the greatest quote in the history of mankind, okay. Byron, and that's why I have it. And then Baby Billy, one of my listeners, painted that painting for me, and I thought I might as well put it up because it's a gorgeous thing. So, so you're doing the whole sophisticated guy thing today. Is that? I don't think if you watch Baby appeal? Billy, I don't think okay. you would see him to be very sophisticated <laughs> on the show. Maybe it's a little different. We watched all the rookie quarterbacks take the field. Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, C.J. Stroud, and Bryce Young in week one. Which one do you want to see the most in actual game action? We will deal with that. And who will have the best season? That's next here on Mornings on ESPN Radio.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is ESPN Radio. It is mornings here on ESPN Radio. Matt Jones, Meyer Metcalf. I have to dance a little bit because I watched him. Meyer yeah. was dancing earlier. That's right. Who is this, Meyer? And you're good at picking these songs out. This is Michael Jackson, of course. Oh, I should have known that. I was... Uh, Michael Jackson, your favorite artist of all time? No. No. Who would that be for you? All time, probably uh, Okay, Tupac. we got to go here. We, you just pick one. I pick Tupac. Tupac. All right, I'll take Tyler Childers. I'd love to hear a duet between the two of them, Myron. I think it would be it would be quite the uh, quite the look. We were talking about the rookie quarterbacks. All four took the field for the first time: Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, and Anthony Richardson. And like I said earlier, history teaches us that two of those have a, will end up being pretty good, and two of them will likely be a bust. We were trying to decide which ones would be which. The one thing you and I agree on, and it seems like to me, Myron, this is becoming a minority view, at least among the football media, is that Anthony Richardson will be the bust. I know he went fourth in the draft. I know that there is any – you talk to anyone in Indianapolis and and the sort of Indianapolis cheerleading section, folks like Pat McAfee and Dan Orlovsky, and they all tell you how great he is. But I watched every one of his games in college. I saw him play well once in his first game of the college football season against Utah, played really well. Then in week two got Kentucky, and he threw for 93 yards and had three interceptions. And then I'm not sure if he played all that well again for the rest of his college career at Florida. Had maybe one other good game. I have looked through the history books. I have tried to find an NFL star that was worse in college than Anthony Richardson, and I cannot find one. What is the case that he will be an exception and end up being a great quarterback beyond people saying he just looks good in camp? It's that when media guys lean into the idea that a guy like Anthony Richardson will succeed, uh, you know, they stick with it, right? Because now there's an investment. They've told us that he's going to be great despite what we saw in college. I heard a lot of that about Zach Wilson. I've heard a lot of that about other guys in the same spot. And the reality is most of our great quarterbacks, the vast majority of the great quarterbacks were really, really good in college. You can say some guys had flaws in college uh, and improved in the NFL, but there's just no history of a guy who just wasn't a good quarterback at Florida, at Florida, 
where they had skill guys, right? They had five-star recruits, and he wasn't good in the SEC. It's hard to imagine him suddenly coming to the NFL and fixing all of the wrongs. Physically, he looks the part, but we're not asking him uh, to go to the combine every Sunday. He has to play in an NFL game, and I think that's the thing that people are forgetting. See, I think you hit it with the talent, the talent around him. That's Okay, so go back to Josh Allen because that's the one people will always say. Well, Josh Allen wasn't great at Wyoming. First of all, he was a lot better than Anthony Richardson was at Florida. But I actually, Myron, can understand if you have a guy like Josh Allen at Wyoming or Patrick Mahomes at Texas Tech or a guy like Will Levis at Kentucky and you say, okay – that he's not surrounded by the elite of elite talent. But when I see a guy have struggles in college at an elite program, I'm thinking, ugh. You know, look at Mac Jones at Alabama. He was very good. They won quite a bit. But he also would not seem like if you just watched him at Alabama that he was an elite player. What makes me think that's going to change in the pros? Now, Anthony Richardson, though, struggled on a historic level for NFL quarterbacks, and I just don't get it. And you're right. I feel like a lot of media has has flipped on this. I mean, everybody talks about how great he looks in camp. Well, Myron, he looked great in camp at Florida. Like, he's, a phys- yeah. he's amazing physically. Like, if you watch him, he looks like this dude should be the best player you've ever seen. But at some point, you have to do it on the field, and I don't know why he didn't look that way in the preseason game, and I just don't get what makes people think that's going to happen. I mean, physically, though, I mean, there's a ceiling there, right? If if they can figure it out with him, I mean, you're talking about a guy who's big, strong, fast, and has all of these gifts. But again, to your point, he's got to prove it. We get caught up in comparisons a lot. And here's the thing that I heard, and I was offended by this coming into this draft. All right. Yes. You heard you heard Cam Newton comparisons. Matt, oh, stop Cam it. Newton stop historically it. Cam Newton historically had one of the greatest college football seasons on record. Legitimately one of the greatest seasons we have ever seen in college football history that culminated with a national championship. Anthony Richardson beat Utah. Now, I'm not saying he won't get better. Maybe he'll be the exception, but there is no track record of guys completing 54% of their passes in college, coming to the NFL, and suddenly becoming elite. Cam Newton won the Heisman, won the national championship. Anthony Richardson lost to Vandy. (laughs) What else is there to say? Anthony Richardson lost to Vandy. You cannot tell me. Yeah, you cannot tell me you're going to win when you lost to Vandy. Now, Shane is in Indiana. I kind of feel like he's going to argue with me about this. So, Shane, I will give you a chance to make your case. Hey, good morning, guys. How's it going? Oh, it's going good. amazing. So early, and I'm sitting <laughs> yeah, on man. two books on each My coffee's kicking in. I'm good. Let's the go. coffee's kicking in. I got a ghost energy, man. I'm on the way to work. Um, anyway, I, I'm, I am a diehard indie fan, man. But I, I do think you hit it right. Um, I think Anthony is going to be the biggest bust, dude. Um, I mean, I, I watched him in camp. Um, I've, I've watched his Florida games. You just don't see it, man. You don't see it. And these guys, like Pat McAfee, like you said, the big high-ups at ESPN – they keep saying how he's one of the greatest they've seen. Um, at camp, I was even beside NFL Network's uh, tent. I talked to Ian Rappaport. He said, oh, he's one of the most electrifying guys he's ever seen. He's just not it, man. I don't see it. 
Well, that's nice, though. I mean, Shane, I I will freely grant you. I appreciate the call. I will freely grant you, Byron, that if you just see Anthony Richardson in, you know, in practice with his athletic ability, he will look like the kind of guy that just doesn't come around very much. I will totally grant you that. But you have to play. And on some level, he played in the SEC against guys who will play on Sundays, and it wasn't successful. I don't know how that all of a sudden transforms in a much higher competition. Well, and the opposite is usually true in the NFL. Ordinary-looking dudes end up being the best. I mean, look at Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Those are like normal-looking dudes. I mean, you wonder if Anthony Richardson is kind of like a bodybuilder who can't fight, right? The muscles are there. He's got the strength. But does anything else come with it, you know? I'm a pro wrestling person. These guys come all the time. Like, they look amazing. You hand them a microphone, and they can't talk, and they have no career. I'm not saying that it's different in the NFL. He may be able to make it happen, but I will be skeptical until I see it. Now, we've been on this air for an hour, but James Harden, even this early, just made an unbelievable statement. You'll hear some breaking news next here on Mornings on ESPN Radio. This is ESPN Radio. More next.